Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. A lot going on. Going to be a whole lot about Trump and the indictment today, but let's start here with the Grassmaster. Well, 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 it's kind of amazing. This is not a joke. CNN had exclusive video of Donald Trump eating dinner at his house. Wow. Whoa, ahead of him going to court. Only on CNN. This is a big story. I know the current president is accused of taking bribes, and apparently there's audio evidence of this arrangement being made, but ah, don't worry about that. Trump has eaten overdone steak. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, has it been confirmed what he was eating? Because I put $5 on Cornish ten. I don't know how. <laughs> the closest I ever became to a, or I, I, the closest I ever got to being a Hillary voter was when I learned that uh, Donald Trump likes his steak well done with ketchup. In so some ways, that, you haven't mm, forgiven him I, for that. I really... That that, yeah. that that was the real insurrection, okay? Yes. David! <laughs> Sorry, sir. <laughs> you don't like that. Uh, anyway, this is a big development. Apparently, the Ukrainian official who bribed Joe Biden when Joe was vice president kept tapes of phone conversations between himself, Joe Biden, and Hunter Biden. Uh, Senator Chuck Grassley, the grass man, or the mm-hmm. grass master. Is that what you called him? The grass master. Yeah. Uh, It says there are 17 total calls, according to the FBI's record on that form FD-1023. Here's him explaining it uh, from the Senate floor. According to the 1023, the foreign national possesses 15 audio recordings of phone calls between him and Hunter Biden. According to the 1023, the foreign national possesses two audio recordings of phone calls between him and then Vice President Joe Biden. These recordings were allegedly kept as a sort of insurance policy for the foreign national in case that he got into a tight spot. Oh. Yeah, it really happened. I've Mm -hmm. got the tape to prove it. Yeah. With the sitting vice president talking about Burisma. Getting some of the uh, deals done with the United States. It's going to cost $5 million to mm-hmm. Joe and $5 million to Hunter. But we're going to put it through, through so many different channels, it's going to take you all 10 years to figure it out. Mm-hmm. That's the word. No curiosity as far as legacy media goes on this story. Well, no. Can't we just hear the tape? Wouldn't that just cut to the chase? Well... See, here's here's where you get into the nitty gritty. I, I, the form says that this person in question, who, by the way, apparently is also a uh, Russian foreign intelligence asset, huh? Uh, collusion, maybe. I don't know. Um, but apparently, that person is alleged to have the tapes. The FBI does not have the tapes, though. Okay. Got it. But this person does. Mm-hmm. Well, and then if you remember what this whole story is about, then, is Burisma wanted this business in the United States. Ukraine had an investigator that was all over Burisma. 
And they certainly didn't want this investigator involved. And they wanted a little help getting that investigator fired. And Biden bragged about getting him fired. Yeah. If you remember that whole piece of audio from back in the day. I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had. They were walking out to press conference. Said, "No, nah. I said I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said call him." <laughs> I said, "I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars." I said, "You're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here." And I think it was what six hours. I looked. I said, "I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money." Oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> Got fired. Prisma happy. Mm-hmm. Christmas starts writing checks through channels. Remember years ago when all of this was coming out, uh, you know, and, and there was the talk about the quid pro quo that happened there? Yes. Because this is why Donald Trump was impeached, for trying to expose this. Correct. That's why he was impeached the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were actually high-minded writers at the New York Times and Washington Post who said actually firing that prosecutor made it more likely that corruption with Burisma would be exposed. They actually <laughs> tried to sell that crap. Yes, they did. I remember. It's amazing, man. <laughs> but they're playing cover for each other. That's, that's part of the game. So you have that going on. And again, it's amazing. Amazing, but not surprising that it's not covered by ABC, NBC, whatever. And another story not covered. And... Before I get into this, I'll just frame it this way. If you polled Americans and said, hey, there's a huge report out there that says the Chinese military was actually in that Wuhan lab helping develop a bioweapon, and that was part of the COVID leak. Would you want to know more about that? I don't know. What do you think? There's some people in the United States. No, I don't care about it anymore. (laughs) Yeah, people want to know about that. Are you kidding? It affected everyone's life. Yeah. Ah, as far as legacy media, no need to pay attention to this story. You brought this up yesterday. It was the Sunday Times yeah. in the UK. Yeah. The bombshell investigation reporting that the virus was indeed created at the Wuhan Institute of Virology in collaboration with the Chinese military. And that some of that funding came from, well, you, United States citizen, mm-hmm. because it was gain-of-function research that we pay for. Wow. The Sunday Times reviewed hundreds of documents, including previously confidential reports, internal memos, scientific papers, and email correspondence from the three years prior to the pandemic. The outlet also interviewed the U.S. State Department investigators, including experts on China, emerging pandemic threats, and biowarfare, who conducted the first significant U.S. inquiry into the origins of the outbreak. And then again, so what's the conclusion? From the UK Sunday Times? Need to have a tribunal. Mm -hmm. I guess that's not news here. You know, I... I, Oh, it isn't news here. It isn't. I know. No, it isn't. Well, one of the frustrating things, if you look at the context of global conflict that's going on right now, Western nations banded together against Russia after Russia invaded Ukraine because, well, we have to protect democracy or whatever. Really, yep. they're they're protecting their investments, but they they say, okay, we got to protect you know Russian aggression and Western Europe as well because it could wind up 
uh, leaking over into Western Europe from Ukraine if Russia is allowed to just steamroll Ukraine. All of that. They sacrificed a lot. We have spent billions and billions of dollars supporting this war. Uh, the West, uh, or at least Western European nations, have suffered record high energy prices because of sanctions. Yep. They have sacrificed a lot in the name of protecting democracy in one of the most corrupt nations in the world. Correct. China is responsible for unleashing a pandemic and trying to cover it up, but unleashing this virus that created a global pandemic, took millions of lives, uh, shut down every economy in the world, and we're just not going to do anything about it? Correct. We've known it for a while. Ukraine is more important than the millions of people who have died around the world because of China's negligence and malfeasance? Okay. Interesting. Yes. Well, they're not making our leaders rich. China is. Right. That's so cynical. Oh, you have a better theory on that <laughs> no, one, Scotty? No. No, it's disgusting. Yeah. But more on that a little bit later. Meanwhile, we got a dude flashing his fake boobs at the White House. That's a controversial. Oh, my now. gosh. Did you see? Yeah, I mean, who I, didn't see this, right? I, I really wish that conservative pundits would stop putting this in my Twitter timeline. I don't want to see this dude's fake boobs. I really don't. But if you hadn't seen him the first time, would you have believed it? Not, yeah, I, I, I would have happily taken somebody's word for it. Uh, so Joe Biden had the big gay pride celebration at the White House, met with a bunch of weirdo trans activists, including a group that took off their clothes on the White House lawn. Mm -hmm. There's one woman who thinks she's a man who showed off her scars from her breast removal. Again, yeah. I'd rather not see that. Uh, and a dude whipping out his fake boobs that are, you know, glued to his chest. Uh, this is on the White House lawn. The dude whose name okay, I'm not... They're not really glued, though. They're, they're, that's like a whole, you know, yeah. augmentation process, uh -huh. isn't it? Right. I, yeah. I, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Just to make sure. Anyway, I mean, if, yeah. For, if you haven't seen the picture, I want you to have it clear in your mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this dude seemed very surprised that anyone would have a problem with this, saying he was taking part in the Free the Nipple movement or something. What? I fully support the movement in Freeing the Nipple because why is my chest now deemed inappropriate or illegal when I show it off? However, before coming out as trans, it was not. All you're doing is affirming that I am a woman. All you're doing is saying that trans women are women because for some reason people oh, like okay. to sexualize. Yes, David. Well, women are more than just boobs, you misogynist. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? That's part of it. I'm not going to have a serious argument with that person. You can't. Oh, oh they think this is the gotcha right moment there. right here. <laughs> That's not even a real thing. <laughs> I mean, that's like you got a central casting. What, this voice? Yeah. And the whole thing. Think <laughs> <laughs> they're just playing a part? It's, Is that it's, what you're getting at? It's like created in a lab or something. I mean, well, or. I think the boobs were actually. AI generated <laughs> or some weirdness. Is, yeah. Yeah, okay. Here's the rest of the clip women's bodies mm -hmm. and say that they are inappropriate. I had zero intention of trying to be vulgar 
or okay. be profane in All any right. way. Yeah, I was okay. simply living in joy, living my truth and existing in my body. Okay, there's not your truth. There's the truth. Okay, just stop with the nonsense. Okay? That's why at several beaches across the country, yes, guys can go topless and women can't. And some people pitch a fit about this year after year. Not fair. Okay, it's just the way it is. Okay, the bodies are different. Now, just because you're a dude that had C cups put in doesn't mean that you get to go bearing nip all over the place. <laughs> Kook. Well, Get him some help, would you? It's weird. I mean, the guy has sex toys stapled to his chest, and like <laughs> we're supposed to say, see, that makes him a woman. That's crazy. It is crazy. Uh, something else that you had we should get to real quick. There is a deep fake of Biden reading a banned book. Oh, I yeah, I, I, I love this. So the White House, of course, has joined with far-left liberals to make sure that grade school children have access to obviously inappropriate and frequently pornographic material. So Jim Treacher, the same guy who did the, uh, I know we get requests for it all the time, the DeSantis deepfake. Yes. Uh, he used AI to mimic Joe Biden reading from one of these essential books. That this the is left... a great idea. Yeah. I, I, have, I have thought this a million times. Yes. If yeah. there's nothing wrong with these books. Then Joe, Joe, sit down with the kids, gather them around, and stutter your way through. And this is what it would yeah. sound like. Perhaps the most important skill you will master as a gay or bi man is the timeless classic. The good news is you can practice on yourself. The bad news is each guy has become very used to his own way of getting himself off. Oh, my God. Learning how to find a partner's personal style can take ages, but it can be very rewarding when you do. And that belongs with the kids in school. Yeah. Say the left. Okay. All right. That's where we're at right now. Well, there's a lot to get to today. Um... Oh, and David has a point about Biden's DOJ sending a woman to prison. Wait till you hear what for. The irony. Straight ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial, the sexy boomer. Scott Robbins. So somebody's going to jail for what? Yeah, well, remember the story of the six-year-old in Virginia who got a hold of his mom's gun and then oh, shot yeah. his teacher? Yes. Terrible story. The mom is named Deja Taylor. She is facing multiple state-level charges in Virginia uh, for child endangerment, I believe, things like that, which I think is very appropriate. You left an unsecured firearm within reach of your troubled kid. Um, can't happen. Yeah, you, you can't do that. You don't get whoopsies with that stuff. Hmm. Uh, but she did also face a federal charge, and she just pleaded guilty to it. She'll be sentenced to anywhere from 18 months to two years in prison later this year. Now, you ask, what was the crime that the DOJ brought? She lied about drug use on her background check when purchasing the firearm. Oh. She said she wasn't using marijuana, but apparently she was. Meaning that Biden's DOJ is sending a woman to prison for as many as two years for the exact same crime the president's son admittedly committed. <laughs> And they haven't charged him with anything. But the black lady is definitely going to prison for smoking weed. Well, that sounds racist. racist. Well, yeah. And I've made the point before, gun laws in general are racist. They're designed to keep black people from owning firearms. Said it many times. You know, the thing is, too, didn't CNN just have one of their analysts talk about this whole thing with Hunter Biden? and the yeah. gun? This is crazy. That yeah. It's taking as long oh, as know, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. 
So there's going to be nothing that comes from that? That's what we're to understand? Well, or it's still, it's still being investigated? How many years ago was I, it? I know, I, that, see, that's my point. I mean, did he have the? Did he lie on the background check or not? He yes. did. Of course he did. <laughs> then what are we investigating? <laughs> I don't understand any that's, of this. That that you know, Ellie Honig is the guy that you're talking about, legal analyst on CNN, who said this is like a five day investigation, not a five year investigation. Yeah. The background check thing. I mean, yeah. really five days. I mean, that's that's like no. Okay, we have evidence that you lied on the background check right. form. They do this to regular people all the time. And again, I'm not sitting here saying that the mom in this case should not face criminal charges. I think she right. absolutely should. But, um, but but on the federal level, I mean, what they do with the lying on a background check form, they use mm-hmm. that all the time to just go after people they know they can't or don't have the means to fight it. And that's what they've done this time. But it's... Pretty easy to find Hunter Biden, I would think. So where's Hunter? Where the hell are you, Hunter? <laughs> true. It is true. Oh, uh, on a lighter note, did you guys hear Pat Sajak is retiring from Wheel of Fortune? Really? Yeah. Okay, closest two wins. How old is Pat Sajak? Oh, boy. Uh, 71. I'm going to say 80. 76. Ah. Van Camp wins again. I didn't know he was that old. Wow. 41st season said it's been a wonderful ride and i'll have more to say in the coming months many thanks to you all if nothing else it'll keep the clickbait sites busy that's true (laughs) i suppose so i remember one time they were trying to say you know he did he mean to be r-rated with what he said i was thinking i i don't think so she wants a d and she's going to get one okay a democrat maybe (laughs) and i thought who's going to replace him and then I thought, I know the perfect person that could replace him. Mm-hmm. Scott Robbins. His reaction to some of the guesses, yeah. things like that. What the f*** does that mean? <laughs> you know, just little things like that. Yeah. They do. They're trying to get it. You're going to want to get it, get it. I don't give a f***. <laughs> just little things like that, I yeah. think, would be really good for Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> Proud of that. Don't get it, get it, whatever. Yes. <laughs> then in the end. Are you f- kidding me? <laughs> after a bad guess, are you kidding me? Yeah. That would be so great. All right. News on Montesantis you want to hear straight ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All eyes on Miami. No, oh, yes. What, is what are we going to find out today? Um, probably nothing. I mean, it's just a basic court proceeding. You know, if the arraignment happens, if Trump can find a couple more lawyers who can practice in the Southern District of, uh, of, of Florida. Uh, they'll, I mean, this is a pretty stock thing. He's surrendering to authorities, technically will be under arrest, and then he'll go. Seems like there's going to be a lot of protesters out there. Yeah, there were a few already, uh, some pro-Trump, some anti-Trump. I, I just wonder who has the free time on a random Tuesday. <laughs> to go outside of a courthouse but my money's on more anti-trump in terms of free time well you have a lot of retired people in florida Mm -hmm. and you certainly would have the time a few folks who probably don't work there's that well especially you know as far as the left goes i'm always wondering to myself how many of these people are being paid oh you never know you don't know where they come from yes yeah so we shall see just nobody get hot nobody get hot Mm mm-hmm this is a big brawl that takes place. Oh, there'll be stuff yelled back and forth. 
I would guess there's going to be a skirmish or two if you had to bet, wouldn't mm. you? Yeah. But I don't think it's going to be anything too crazy. But you never can tell. No, you can't. Not with this. You don't know. I saw this piece. Okay, I'll ask you this question. I'll lead you in. It's, you may not even go where I think you're going to go. But when you're talking to different people about, okay, who they want to be the Republican nominee, when people say it's got to be Trump, what's one of the reasons they say it has to be Trump? Uh sort of because he's a known quantity you know what you're going to get and uh the biggest argument is that obviously you know the federal government the deep state whatever you want to call it is afraid of him the establishment is afraid of him which is why they're going after him um so vigorously yes i've heard the same thing well the reason i would say that is he's going to gut the system yes and people are scrambling for their jobs and livelihoods and status and all those things I think DeSantis's camp has heard this enough. And I don't know if you happen to see this at Real Clear Politics. It was an exclusive. The DeSantis plan to wage war on weaponized DOJ. Okay. And it details it. I'm for it. Um, it's uh, developing a day one strategy to earn what conservatives see as the weaponization of the justice system. Um, DeSantis privately told advisors that he will hire and fire plenty of federal personnel reorganized entire agencies and execute a disciplined and relentless strategy to restore the justice of uh, the justice department to a mission more in line with what the founding fathers envisioned. Okay. That sounds good. What does that mean? Right. His ambitions go beyond bureaucratic restructuring. He wants to physically remove large swaths of the DOJ from the district of Columbia, including FBI headquarters. Wow. Yeah. Then you're like, okay, so get it, yeah. you know, break the whole thing up different parts of the country. People have talked about how that would be a good idea for years. Mm-hmm. So apparently DeSantis said during a private strategy session over the weekend, and I'm guessing this was leaked on purpose, uh, saying we're not going to let all this power accumulate in Washington. We're going to break up these agencies. Hmm. Well, I think that sounds good to a lot of people in order that some of the problematic components of the DOJ be uprooted, reorganized, and promptly shipped to other parts of the country. Heard that before. Do you think it's ever really going to happen? No I matter have, who's president. I have no idea. I mean, it, it would take a lot because you know they are going to fight this. People are going to Absolutely. fight it. Uh, tooth and nail. But, you know, at least reading something like that, that it, I think a lot of people have in mind, if it's not going to be Trump, it's probably going to be DeSantis. And then the question is, what happens with this deep state? Because we all know it's real now over the last several years. Something's got to be done. So at least it seems like there's some sort of plan in place. Yeah. Now, I could be seeing that and getting some sort of hope like a naive fool, <laughs> because that certainly happened before. <laughs> but you oh, want to have some hope in the situation. Right. It, it doesn't matter. Joe Biden's going to be reelected. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of those things that if... You keep saying it. You don't let your expectations get too mm-hmm. high so that you're disappointed. Yeah. I understand that. Um, <laughs> but on this day in June of 2023, mm-hmm. I will be willing to put as much as 10 bucks down as we bet often mm-hmm. that Biden will not be reelected. I would take it with the caveat that no blood if he is not 
if he doesn't make it for one reason or another. Oh, to no, election no, 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 no. You just said he's going to be reelected. No, if he, if he is available to stand if for reelection. You didn't say that. Okay, yeah. well, that, that's what I would bet on. But you just said he's going to be president again. So I said he's I going to be reelected. And no, he's going to be reelected. Okay. Is that if he actually is standing for okay. reelection still. All right. So no money here. No money. Oh, gosh. I thought I was going to get one there. Anyway, okay, we got to move on to other things because it's that time of the show. May not be the biggest story out there, but it certainly caught your attention. You wanted to bring it up today, David. What's your story? I think this is a fascinating story. Actually, an update to a story we talked about years ago. Uh, Remember in 2015, there was a company that was started that was called Zoom. Z-U-M-E. Not not the online meeting thing, but Z-U-M-E. And the whole idea was you had a bunch of tech bros in Silicon Valley who were going to get together and they were going to fully automate the pizza making and delivery process mm-hmm. where robots would make the pizza, uh, cook the pizza, deliver the pizza, all in one automated truck, essentially. Well, that, that business is closed now because oh. it didn't work out. And I was reading some of the details of this and I missed some of it. One of the problems was that while the trucks were moving, it, the cheese kept flying off of the pizza. So they, <laughs> That's so a problem. They couldn't actually keep the cheese on the pizza, so nobody mm-hmm. wanted this crappy pizza. This thing raised more or almost $500 million from a bunch of investors who were like, yeah, man, this is going to work. Honestly, I could see where they would have invested the yeah. money. Because it sounds like it would, right? Yeah. <laughs> But the cheese is flying off. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, because the whole idea is that, again, it would cook inside the truck, and then you would right. be able to get a quicker delivery because you just station a few trucks around a town, and you know somebody says, hey, I'm going to order a Zoom pizza, and boom, it would arrive at your doorstep. Problem is, I'm just picturing in my mind one of these big investors put a lot of money into it because yeah. they were sold this great idea, and someone's trying to tell them one of the problems they're facing. The cheese is flying off the pizza. But what are you talking about? The cheese is flying off the pizza. You didn't think this through? I put all this money into this? Well, see, we hit a lot of potholes, sir. <laughs> Some industrious kid of a science fair project needs to put something together right. to make this work. Some cheese glue yeah. is what right. they need. Exactly. All right, Scott, what's your story? Uh, my story is the NCAA is uh, very frustrated right now. Hmm. They are very frustrated. They said the best-looking, not best-playing athletes, particularly in the world of female athletics, are getting millions of dollars for endorsement. They call it their hot girl problem. And the question is, should attractive people be allowed to make more than unattractive people? And if so, should those earnings be divided up equally? All I can say is, welcome to reality table for two. (laughs) This is the way the world turns and has for millions of years are they uh, talking about the uh lady uh the girl from lsu i forget what even sports oh, yeah, is yeah. i just remember I know, she was yeah. blown up because of her instagram yeah making a ton of money so is Paige. what's her name right i don't know Paige. the golfer the golf lady that's not golf or, i mean that's not college no no she's I know, out of college but she's making a bunch of money too. oh yeah yeah she's not mm-hmm. exactly on top of the world and yeah but i mean as far as college athletes no, monetizing college- i mean so now you're going to be specific on how they can monetize yeah and if, if you share it with somebody, does that mean they're less attractive? And how does that make them feel? No doubt. 
this is insanity. Well, it's all, but dude, that's the way, that's the way things work. Of course it is. It always has. Yes. Jeez. We're going to put a stop to that. No, you can't. The only endorsement you have to have ones that are equal to their sporting ability as well. No, I don't. Oh, no, I don't know. I'm going to join this group. Endorsements for Uggos. (laughs) If elected, (laughs) this equity will be met. Reminds me of a conversation I was having the other day, but I don't have time to get into this right now because I get into my story. (laughs) And part of this for my story is I'm defending you, Scott. Oh, thank you. Um, I don't know if you see, you know, boomers get ripped on quite a bit from younger generations. Sure. Okay. And... As a Gen Xer, I understand a good portion of it, as we've talked about on the show before. Some of it maybe goes a little overboard. Yeah. Okay. Now, this was from BuzzFeed. Okay. So take it as the source. Yeah, I will. Um, people were talking about boomerisms. You tell me if this is true or not, because I'm losing okay. my voice. Yeah, I can tell that. Boomers love calling salads rabbit food. I... <laughs> I don't know about that. I've I've always heard that from like a like a gym bro thing, where they talk about it being rabbit food instead of you. You got to have protein, man. You got to have meat. Okay, man. I'd love to go with you on that, but Robbins has called my food I bring in sometimes rabbit food. Well, it is. Rabbit I, I, food. I'm sure I have. Yeah, it is. Generally speaking, it is. Well, if you be, you know, if you would stop having your lunch in the form of pellets, then maybe he would stop calling it. It's just, right. it's just carrots. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not that often. It's carrots. Some people eat carrots and hummus, that sort of stuff. Is that bad? Yes. Okay. okay. Boomers hate the plastic bag ban. I think a lot of people do, don't they? Yeah, a lot of people okay. are kind of annoyed by it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know okay. if that's a boomer thing or not, but go ahead. Boomers hate it when you rely on GPS. I love GPS. Are you I, kidding me? I that's what I thought. Every boomer I know loves GPS. I that's what I, I thought. Know. See, some of this is. That's not right. Yeah. No. Um, boomers love pointing out the holes in your jeans. No, I don't think I ever not, have in my life. No, so I'm not wrong here. This is a load of BS. Yeah, some of it's like true. It. Yeah. Um, boomers hate paying their bills online. Wait, yeah, that's yeah, true. I get, yeah, yeah. It's just a thing now. I don't even think about it now. It's convenient now. What? Well, now you don't I'm want to do to hardly it. anything online. No, but I do a lot of my bill pay online, almost okay. all of it, all exclusively. Right. Okay. Um, do you still call a signature a John Hancock? <laughs> I don't know if I do or not, but it's funny. <laughs> I might. Uh, boomers hate avocado toast and pumpkin spice and kombucha. I've learned to like avocado toast. You have? Yeah. That's from the lady, isn't it? Yes. Oh, I knew it. She loves her avocado toast. <laughs> And so you've taken a liking to it. Yeah. You ripped on it for years. But, uh, yeah, a little peanut butter on there, too. Yeah, it's good. Wait. Just a dab on top to glaze it. Peanut butter on the avocado? Yeah, just spread it on there. Yeah. Okay. It's just me, David. It's not anybody else. That's that's some degenerate stuff right there, man. That's good eating. Um, Two other things real quick, and then we're done. Boomers hate participation trophies. Yeah, I but do. love world's greatest dad mugs. I don't have one. Would you like to have one if your daughter got it for you? Would you enjoy that? I don't know. It's it seems like something you just dorky. You'd win at the carnival by turning in two back scratchers. You'd win a mug. Okay. Yeah. And the, the last, um, boomers love to knock on locked bathroom doors. 
Really? I've, yeah, I've never done that. If a door, is it, do you want to know if someone's in there? I would guess. Yeah, or, that's weird. I don't, hmm. Or if they've been in there a long time and you're checking on or them. Or maybe if it's reason, already yeah. locked, you know someone's there. They're right. saying you try to turn this lock, then you would know, and then they knock afterward. I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's a weird one. Yeah, that's But weird. I'm here to defend you, Scott. That's why no, I bring it up. That's all right. I feel better after mm. hearing that. I'm. I used to say BuzzFeed's not good for much except for little things like this. Now it seems like they're not even very good at that. That's kind of lame. Yeah. Okay. Much more to get to. Experts warn against canceling pride campaigns. You know why? Because the crazy people are throwing out some threats. Next. The Monthly Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Monthly, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I don't know if you knew this. Uh, it's Pride Month. Really? What? Yeah, when? and uh, there's a lot of pride campaigns this mm-hmm. month. Yes, ah, um, and right by me. quote experts are saying don't cancel them, okay? Yeah. Uh, because the terrorists might do something. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. I don't know if you heard about this, but a bunch of Target stores got hit with bomb threats from the Alphabet people. People they who were upset that Target, in some locations, was going to move Pride merchandise for kids and whatnot to a different section of the store, not boom right when you walk in. Mm-hmm. Um, and ABC News ran an article today. They want you to know that Target basically has it coming. Extremism experts, they write, and LGBTQ advocates warn that removing merchandise could be seen as a success by anti-LGBTQ extremists. <laughs> extremists. Which could lead to copycat behavior threatening the already marginalized community. How are they marginalized? I know, man. I mean, you, you had one of the activists shaking his fake boobs on the South Lawn of the White House the other day. I mean, that's that's not a marginalized community. No, it is not. I love the term extremist experts. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, when did that happen? Yeah. Um, you and, go from like small dumpster fires and you move your way up <laughs> until you become an extremist expert. It's interesting to me when Target first comes out with... You know, this whole push toward the kids in the stores and people are angry and you're reading there are threats against the LGBTQ plus community. And we're sitting here along with others going, what are the threats? Where's the proof? Where's the receipts? Nothing. These are credible threats. As far as saying that you cancel the pride, you could be in trouble because there were real threats against Target for moving the LGB stuff to another part of the store yeah. or taking down the display. Interesting. You know what else we got to watch out for right now? Tequila. Tequila? Uh, yeah, not good for the climate. <laughs> climate no. emergency. I'm serious, man. Yeah. I saw it on the news crawl, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Time Magazine talking about tequilas up there with vodka for America's favorite spirits, but that's not good for the environment because to make tequila, brewers harvest the whole agave plant once it reaches maturity, long story short, you go through all this, the processing generates a lot of waste. For every liter of tequila produced, you have, what is it, 10 to 15 liters of finesse, an acidic liquid left behind. If disposed improperly, that contaminates both soil and water supplies, leading to ecological dead zones. Bad for the environment. Stop with the tequila, all right. <laughs> So Sammy the- Hagar is a terrorist. Ah, no! We're gonna kill it! The red terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> I had not heard that before, but that's a new thing. The war on tequila. 
vodka's next. <laughs> you must drink Bud Light. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. So the person who bribed Joe Biden from Burisma in Ukraine is a Russian intelligence asset. Yeah, Red State actually had this. Uh, they had the exclusive on this uh, earlier today. Uh, Burisma Holdings founder Mykola Zlochevsky is the person who allegedly paid a total of $10 million in bribes to Joe and Hunter Biden in 2015 and 2016 in exchange for then-Vice President Joe Biden's assistance in getting Ukrainian prosecutor Viktor Shokin fired, is believed to be an asset of Russia's Foreign Intelligence Service by the United States intelligence community. Remember, we have to trust everything the U.S. Intel Committee says, right? Community, I should mm-hmm. say, says. Wow. So, well, you gotta, Yeah, those folks are very trustworthy. So you have someone who is utilized by the Russian spy apparatus sending millions of dollars, allegedly, to Joe and Hunter Biden. We've known this. I but wonder. Man, oh, man, the part that this person is a Russian intelligence asset. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it goes back to, it's been talked about many times. Ukraine has been one of the most corrupt countries for years. Yeah. And, of course, so is Russia. You can't trust a whole lot of what comes out of there. And then to find this out, but again, from, you know, the different accounts that we've heard, corruption with the Biden family is not just Ukraine. It's China. It's Mm -hmm. Russia. It's several countries. This is just one instance. But again, legacy media is ignoring this story, which is pretty amazing. It really, it really is. It really is. And there's part of me that feels like that's how we know we've been cooked in some sort of way when we all know and predicted a few weeks ago this would not get covered, and it doesn't because it's the new normal. Mm-hmm. Because they don't want the American people to really know what's going on. Right. And they control legacy media for the most part. I mean, they'll breathlessly report the comings and goings of Donald Trump as he's going from one part of the country to the other ahead of his court date. Yes. Uh, oh, and also exclusive video of him having dinner at one of his properties. Oh, my goodness. Stop the presses. Oh, dude, this is good for them. At least in history, whenever they have Trump on with anything, it helps their ratings. Yeah. They can stoke more fear into people. And then it's like fear watching for a lot of people on the left. He's not really going to be president again, is he? Is this the time they really do get him? Are the walls really closing in this time? And they'll watch. That's what part of it's all about. Meanwhile, I can't wait to hear this audio. Sean Hannity interviewed Gavin Newsom, governor of California, and they're talking about Biden. Yeah. And him not knowing where he is. He's shaking hands with ghosts. Yeah. He gets tripped up all the time. Uh, I mean, I'm not making that up. No, I know. Yeah. (laughs) This was shaking a pretty hands with ghosts. He's shaking hands with someone that's not there. He turns around and he's, he gets he had a look on his face, a surprised look. <laughs> How many times has he done it? Uh, three by my count that I can yeah. remember. 
It's unreal. <laughs> I wonder who, the, wonder who the ghost is. <laughs> if it's consistently the same no one. Idea. I don't know. I mean, there's part of me just one time for comedy's sake. He put his hand out there just to try to cover it, then put his hand up and like put it right by. <laughs> like, the, like he's fixing his hair like on the a, side. What they, what, they need, what they need to do, because the framing of the camera is usually so tight, what the White House needs to do is they need to have a designated handshaker. And it's just like it's like a yes. prosthetic arm that they can just slide into the frame anytime he turns around to shake hands with a ghost. <laughs> Get chubs from Happy Gilmore out there. Right. right. <laughs> and then, and then it like, I don't know, one day April Fools or something, they they send it out and it's just a pool cue with, with the uh, hamburger helper <laughs> mascot on it. <laughs> that would be fun. Like a good neighbor. So <laughs> So Hannity actually plays clips of this for Gavin Newsom. Yeah, he asked the governor if uh, President Biden was fit for office, but before answering, he said, "Gavin, I want you to look at the I want to, I want you to look at the monitor just to your left, and I want you to watch this little montage of Joe Biden's recent struggles to form sentences." Roll it. By the way, I met with uh, who are those guys that fly over shortly and the cheer for Muslim for we cheer for Muslim athletes like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Abdul Jabbar. He said, You're too much. You're too much like that guy who led the revolution instead of the guy who was the prime minister. What? He said, You got to be less like the military guy. They shot him. And then you got Joe Biden is having a hard time standing up. Take a look at that one. Oh, my goodness. Listen to that. Goose the audio, if you will, just a little bit at the very okay. end of that clip where Hannity is saying, and then you know, there, here's the time he got sandbagged. He got he got he tripped over a sandbag. Okay, roll it. Time standing up. Take a look at that one. <sighs> you hear Gavin Newsom is that going? Newsom? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's so great, man. That one Biden clip, dude. We watch this stuff every day. There's one that I hadn't heard before. Who led the revolution? Huh? He said to the guy who was the prime minister. Huh? He said, you got to be less like. Dude, that's like being around a relative that's losing it a little bit. And one of your kids looks at you like, what am I supposed to do? And you look at him with this look sort of like, hey, just go along with it. Don't look confused or anything else. Poor great Gramps is losing it, okay? Yeah. Don't make a scene about it. Just kind of go along. That's our president. <laughs> it's like back in 19... I'm stunned at that one. Back in 19 diggity two, we had to say diggity because the Kaiser stole our word for 20. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's straight up Grandpa Simpson. Yes. I, I... And you know what else? In 72, you know who was a great basketball player? Maybe I've never the best heard the this one before. Dude, for Muslim, never. For, we cheer for Muslim athletes like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Al-Jazeera. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. How do you forget it? I, I think he was going to say Al-Jazeera. <laughs> athletes like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> 
Kareem Algebra. Yeah. Yes. What did you learn today in algebra class? <laughs> yes. Golly. And he was into basketball <laughs> analytics before his time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so Gavin Newsom, after watching that and watching Joe Biden fall down repeatedly, <laughs> was yes. asked, you really think he's fit to be president? Yeah, but uh, I don't think he's capable. I know he's capable. I see results. I've seen a master class in results the last few years. Do you think he's further. cognitively strong enough to be president? I, I have conversations with him all the time, yes. And I'll tell you what. You do. I'm dead serious about that. I've, convers- I've talked to him when he's been overseas. I've been in Air Force One, Marine One. I've been in the limo with him. I've spent time with him. Okay, but you never answered public- my question directly. How yeah. many times does your phone ping a day people saying you need to get in this race because they agree with me that he's not up to the job? Uh, I see where you're going. Oh, yeah, that's the bad acting. Yeah. Like, uh, I, uh, no, you're going to run, dude. Oh, say. I, I, see where I see where you're going with that. I'm asking. No, I, and I'm not answering. Under any circumstances, would you get in this no. primary? No. None. I look, I really am proud. I think he's a man of decency and character. I'm really proud of the president. <laughs> <laughs> that's describing someone that's declining yeah. decency and character. He just lost his marbles. He's no longer there. Oh my goodness! That guy, that that guy, that general. Uh, yeah, you know, you know the guy. Whatever. Okay. Holy smokes, man! Yeah, that's something. Okay, moving on. Yeah, <laughs> now I'm laughing because thinking about the clip we had earlier that David had the deep fake of Joe Biden reading quote banned books. Yeah. As soon as you mentioned that. I was thinking to myself, I just read this piece about that from The Federalist. Yeah. David, is it Arsani? I've read him forever. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. He's a great writer. And he brought up the point, if banned books are harmless, Joe Biden should read them to kids. Right, gather around and grab the media. Put them all right. there. Make sure we can see it. Yes, yeah. because yeah. we keep hearing oh, banned books. Yeah. Kids yeah. need education. Read them out loud, Joe. Okay. In the piece, David writes... Joe Biden will host a Pride Month event for families with LGBT kids on the White House lawn this Thursday. Another event. Mm -hmm. It's during this event that he'll appoint a banned book czar whose job it will be to try to compel local communities to stock their libraries with race-obsessed pseudo-histories and books depicting oral sex, rape, violence, and gender dysphoria. Banned book czar. Yes. It can only happen here. And, And he writes... If that sounds like an unfair description, there's an easy way for the president to debunk his critics. He could read selected outtakes from some of these innocuous books to the prepubescent kids who show up to the event. Even better, he could do it on TV. Oh, absolutely it should be on TV. Yeah. After all, the White House said book banning erodes our democracy, removes vital resources for student learning, and can contribute to stigma and isolation. That's bad. You have DeSantis bring them all in and stack them up. All the ones that were that were booted from those libraries for K through three. Well, and he suggests starting with Lawn Boy, which describes ten year old boys performing oral sex on each other. Oh, it's got nothing to do with the tractor, huh? No. Hmm. Um, David, can you explain who Penn is? P E N. It's a left wing group that has been. Uh, <laughs> It's kind of funny, and I know it kind of gets deep in the weeds, but they they compile lists of things that have been banned 
even though no one is actually banning books, taking a book out of a public school library or moving it from one shelf to the other mm -hmm. uh, is not a ban on books. If you want to buy the book, you can still go buy the book. But there's only a finite amount of space. And anyway, a lot of times on their list of banned books are books that actually weren't even removed from libraries. It was like somebody yes. talked about moving it from the library. It's They're crazy. liars. That's part of the, yes, they are liars. But this is one of those books. Uh, the School Library Journal praises Lawn Boy as an exploration of race, sexual identity, and the crushing weight of American capitalism. <laughs> this is like a parody or it something. Is, yes. Uh, the other suggestion is that First Lady Jill Biden, who you may not have heard, earned a doctorate in education. She's a doctor. I you know, knew that. Should recite these words for the kids. What if I told you I touched another guy's... Can't say that word on the radio. I was just 10 years old, but it's true. I put Doug Gobble's... In my... No. Yes. That's from the book Lawn Boy. Which was available. Yes. Okay. And some school districts said, hey, we're not going to have this in our school. And then you have these other people saying, this is a vital resource for children. <laughs> what? And then they mentioned the book Gender Queer. You've quoted it before, David. Um, it's been banned in some places, at least in some school districts, saying, no, we're not going to have that in the school. And it goes on to describe the book in ways that you actually can't say on the air here. Gosh. But it's okay in school, I guess. Yeah. So I thought that was a great idea. And then you had that deep fake of Joe Biden actually reading from banned books. Yeah. Which sounded well something like this. Perhaps the most important skill you will master as a gay or bi man is the timeless classic, the hand job. The good news is you can practice on yourself. Okay, that's enough for now, but it gives you the idea. <laughs> Nazis banning book rah! The thing about that deep fake, I mean, it's okay. It's not as good as some of the others. Oh, the DeSantis one at the top. Well, if he would have said, then it would have been better. All right, news update next. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, Dave Van Camp, <laughs> Scott Robbins. We'll get to it. We can't well, get it's to a, that. It's no. a true news story. It's yeah. in some ways hilarious, in some ways sad as all get out. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Um, story on Border Patrol, David. Yeah, uh, so the Biden administration rolled out this phone app to help people get into the country more easily. You can make an appointment online, and then you show up. I'm here. I'm claiming asylum. They say, okay, see you in court in like four years. Yeah. Um, that That's how this works. Well, they Welcome actually— to America. Yeah. In, uh, in one section of the border in South Texas, uh, between uh, Laredo on the U.S. side and Nuevo Laredo on the Mexican side— they are no longer using that app because Mexican authorities and uh, cartel members, I mean, it's almost one and the same in a lot of instances, are using the data on that app to extort people. So what they're doing is they're saying, hey, I know you've got an appointment at this time on this day. Well, if you want us to give you your paperwork, uh, you're going to have to pay us. And a lot of times it's not much by at least U.S. standards. I mean, one of the people who was... Uh, a victim of this, it was like 47 bucks. But for a lot of these folks, that's more than they have on them, in cash at least. At least that's what they say. Although at the same time, I'm wondering, how do you have an iPhone then? <laughs> you know, Great question. You don't have $47, but you've, you've got the unlimited plan on your iPhone? That doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense to me, but I don't know. I've never been through that. 
Well, you get Biden phone. <laughs> yeah, you're not paying for it. Yeah, that that certainly always helps. Um, well, somebody's got to fix this problem, mm-hmm. and I got a good idea who could do it. Freedom, Kamala. <laughs> she knows the borders are. Put her on it. Because the border's secure, you know. I know it is. There's no reason for, for anybody yeah. to even go down there. Of I course mean, not. There's nothing else to do. All right, news story that's out there. This from Johns Hopkins. Yeah. Okay. Johns Hopkins has an LGBTQ glossary. Mm-hmm. This has caught some attention because they define a lesbian as a non-man attracted to non-men. But... They define a gay man as a man who is emotionally, romantically, sexually, affectionately, or relationally attracted to other men. So, so a lesbian is not a woman. Yeah. So, so ladies, by the way, there's a new term to describe you. You're no longer a woman. Uh, I am very pleased to announce you're no longer a front hole haver, mm. as has been suggested in the past. That was a good past. one, yeah. Yes. You are now a non-man. I am non-man, hear me roar. <laughs> man, I feel like a non-man. 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 American non-man. Have you seen any of the response to this online? Women are pissed. Oh, yeah, I'm and sure they that should they be. should be. It's like, oh, really? They're erasing <laughs> you. They're scrubbing you. A lesbian is a non-man attracted to non-men. Well, it's said too many times, what is a woman, but what is a man? Yeah, right. This is peak insanity. Scent of a (laughs) non-man. And what is that scent? This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Sorry. Don't help. I'm here to ask questions. I want to learn. Remember the John Lennon hit, non-man? Of course I do. I don't know. <laughs> All American non-man. Yes, exactly. Over and over and over. Oh, gosh. Okay. Are they going to change this? Did they recognize we can't do this? We can't just call women non-men? Holy smokes. All right, biggest story of the day, David. Uh, to me, I, I think it's that... Um, uh, Republican Senator Chuck Grassley is out there saying there are audio tapes of uh, the guy who was bribing Joe Biden and his son talking about bribing Joe Biden and his son. More on Joe Bribin next. (laughs) The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the millennial, the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, so we lied about the Chinese spy base. Why did we do that? Oh, to, to save America. Or something oh. like that. Okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, last week the news broke that China was building a beefed-up spy base in Cuba to intercept communications here in the U.S. The Biden administration initially said that wasn't true and then came out a couple days later and said, okay, yeah, actually they've been setting it up for a few years now. Uh, spokesman John Kirby was asked why they didn't just confirm it to begin with. Easy question. Yes, Mr. Kirby? I'm actually really glad you asked that question. Um uh, I can tell you that that uh, we were. As I'll fo- tell you what. For someone that's really happy you asked the question, <laughs> I seem completely <laughs> unprepared to freaking answer it. I thought the same thing exactly. Of course. As forthcoming as we should have been uh, at the time the first stories appeared, um, there is. Uh, 
the sensitive nature of this information is such that we just simply couldn't go into more detail, even before the first story appeared, uh, to try to better inform that reporting. That's how sensitive this stuff is. We just couldn't be more detailed. That makes zero sense. No. I'm looking at you, David. I'm looking at you, Scott. No, Help me. I, 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 it doesn't really make any sense whatsoever. What really, what he's really saying is, how can we try to pin this on the Trump administration? That's what they were buying time for. Um, because it really doesn't make sense that, you know, two days prior, you would say, no, that's not true at all. And then suddenly come out and say, actually, it is true. And they say, well, they actually started constructing it uh, in 2019. And that's really what it was. The whole idea is to just uh, figure out a way to blame the previous guy because, again, Joe Biden is president bystander. He is not responsible for anything bad happening in the world. And I, you know, I don't know that obviously, you know, the U.S. can't force China to not build some sort of spy operation on the island of Cuba. They can't. There's nothing you can do uh, outside of like, Full scale, full scale war or something, but I don't think anybody's asking for that. You but start to talk about policy, yeah, sanctions, things yeah. like that. I mean, yeah, and, and the Chinese probably won't really care too much. But well, you know, but at the end of the day, uh, what really matters is what are we doing uh, back at China? And considering we let the Chinese give us a rectal exam with that spy balloon, nobody has any confidence that the Biden administration is really willing to take this threat all that seriously. Dude, it keeps happening by air, by sea, yeah. balloon, whatever. And then this, and you know, I'm actually really glad you asked that question. No, you're not. except I'm not. No, I have no answer. If for you, it, If you, if you're glad someone asked, answer, right. If you're Boy, glad I, someone asked a question, then certainly you have some sort of snappy answer to come back with. Right. You've opened the door of yeah. something I've been wanting to tell you. I can't wait to tell you, no. except I'm not going to say anything. Nope. No, that's a load, which is John Kirby. Okay, uh, now we have some other liars. The Washington Post, that's yeah. par for the course. What are they lying about here? Well, they had this story about how someone is sending in bomb threats to Target stores all over the place. The headline reads as such, and this is how media lies all the time. Target stores see more bomb threats over Pride merchandise. Uh-huh. Now, technically, you can say that's accurate. Because, yes, actually it is over Pride merchandise, and someone is sending in bomb threats. What's the implication of that headline, though? Well, it's a right-wing terrorist. That, right. It's people yeah. who are mad about yes. Pride merchandise being yes. in you know prominently featured in Target stores across the nation. No, the actual story is that uh, it's actually people mad at Target for moving the Pride merchandise away from the store entrance. Yes, it is. It's the alphabet mob. That is mm-hmm. now threatening Target for daring to move it. To me, I, I take now. I mean, yes, the Washington Post is absolutely lying about this, but I, I take you know the overall story as some bit of good news. In that, if you feel like, listen, I hope that companies realize it's just not worth it in the end to bend That's the knee to the mob. Right. Yes. What man? It gets so convoluted because you have executive compensation often tied to this stuff Mm -hmm. and that's why it doesn't make sense to any of us like why would these companies make these decisions that 
they know are going to tick off the customer base. And it's not going to do well for the business. Well, the business may suffer, but the executive compensation may grow because they're doing what the people with the real money want them to do. And to try to make sense of that, there was a whole story. Daily Wire had it. Wall Street Journal. I'll try to explain it this way because it's kind of a different story here. But yes, consumers are fed up with all the woke initiatives all over the place. Um, And on phone calls, executives have cut the mentions of ESG, the Environmental, Social, and Corporate Governance, and the DEI, Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, on earnings calls by 31% from the same period last year because this is tracked. So it's being mentioned a whole lot less because there are a lot of people like, I just want you to make money, Mm -hmm. okay, if I'm investing or whatever. That's not so much the case with the Black Rocks, the Vanguards, the big money people. So, as it said in the Wall Street Journal, uh, the easiest thing to do is just stay out of the conversation and emphasize other facets of business that are going on to be perceived as less controversial and more core to the traditional metrics of the business. That was Jason Jay, the senior lecturer of sustainability at MIT. So... Then the story goes, well, conservatives are feeling really good about this. There is a decline in mentions of DEI and ESG. Uh, There may be less mentions of it, but that doesn't mean that they're still not after what they're truly after in the end. Yeah. And as it says, you know, like chipmaker Qualcomm last specifically addressed ESG topics on an earnings call in February 2022. Okay, that's fine. But they still have these initiatives from the gargantuan money people. Yeah. Okay. So what's this guy's name? James McRitchie, individual investor, close to 200 companies, told the Wall Street Journal, I think companies are going to hush it up more and they're going to be able to keep on going with the initiatives. They just won't talk about it. So then you get to this part. Uh, The National Center for Public Policy Research almost doubled the number of proposals it issued from last year that target companies asserting that their duty as far as money goes was being jettisoned if they did not take a neutral stand on social and political issues. So if you're like Target or Anheuser-Busch, and you're like, all right, I'm going LGBTQ here. We're going crazy with the pride stuff, and we're going to go Dylan Mulvaney and trans kids at Target or whatever. Said the latest estimates... This is early June now of the losses suffered by Anheuser-Busch since April 1st is $27 billion. Okay. I don't, that's real money. That is going to start putting a stop to some of this stuff, I think. Um, And then you're talking about Target, how much it's plummeted. What was it? Last talk, 12 million, 13 million Mm -hmm. or billion in a month's time, can't keep going that way as businesses. I mean, they have to be profitable. So to me, the end story is this. You may not like the word boycott, and I don't even know how much there's been of a formal boycott of Target and Anheuser-Busch as much as people going, I just don't feel like good shopping there or buying that product. No, you're right. No, you're right. It does make a difference. Yeah. No, I'm not big into the organized boycott thing either. Because that's a double-edged sword. Um, 
But I will say, based on the information you have, you make your decision. Do you want to spend money with these people, knowing they support these things or not? The thing about the organized boycott, yeah. what's the purpose of it? What's to get you to stop shopping there so you run them out of business or hurt them badly so they won't do it again? Yes. So why is that a bad thing? I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think it's so many people on the right look at it as a bad thing because the left has used it for so long. Oh, yeah, they use it, and I, I, I hate it when they use it, but they use it, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, you speak I with mean, your own I, wallet. I, no, I, I, but I do. I think here's the information. Here's what mm-hmm. you should know. Now that you know this, do you feel comfortable shopping there? Yeah. Okay, are you comfortable saying this? I hope no one buys anything from there ever again. Sure. <laughs> So that it's just the line of you telling someone right. else what, uh, what I have to do and it. how I have to behave. Yeah, I don't like that. Okay. All right. Um, another story real quick, talking about workers. <laughs> I just wanted to get reaction here. This was a Wall Street Journal story. The title was, first it was quiet quitting. Now workers are facing off with their bosses. Awesome. Employee frustrations impact productivity and worker retention. This is a Gallup poll. And there are a lot of workers that are not too happy right now with their employers. And they're sort of checking out. So the chief workplace scientist at Gallup said after this report, employers are just not as in touch with employees. Saying, you know, 2020, you had employers holding the hands of employees going, we're going to get through this. It's going to be okay. Got to work from home. That sort of thing for the foreseeable future. We're going to get through this. And now you've got more and more employers saying, hey, we're going to have to have you back at work here. Got to have this. And employees are frustrated. Hey, you, you seem to care about us for a while. You're not so much anymore. I mean, if if I, I've said again, I don't have any real problem with with remote work if you can get the job done. And in some I'm cases, you. you totally can. You know, yeah, if you I'm can with knock you 100% it out, percent on that. Then then great. But once you start to see productivity going down again, your business you you're not running a business for your health. You're running a business to make money. And yeah. and hopefully you love what whatever it is that your business does and you get some fulfillment out of it. But at the end of the day, the, the goal is to make money. And if your employees aren't effectively helping you reach that end while working remotely, then something's got to give. Sorry, it's this still bugs the crap out of you, Scott, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't even know if you can articulate why it just bugs you. Can you articulate why? It no, bugs you? I don't know. I mean, I just I. I guess I use myself as an example. Okay. And if I were home doing work from home. Yes. Sitting there in my sweats. Yeah. You know, um, all day long. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be very productive. So you, do, you then you think other people can't do it. I just think that it's very difficult to stay focused and productive for long periods of time doing a particular job. Unless it's a job where you're just entering stuff into a keyboard anyway. Okay. So Tucker Carlson, as we know, did... His gig from home a lot. Yeah. His home studio. Yeah. Was it up to par for you? Yeah, Tuck, me, t- Tuck <laughs> met my expectations, yes. I mean, to me, I mean, and this is a different thing, but I mean, as far as, you know, broadcast, TV, whatever, mm-hmm. it's like I don't think you could argue with the results of someone like that. Now, if someone was doing just a crappy show because they're, you know, say instead of really preparing, he was just fly fishing all day long and then came in and suddenly it was just a crap show. That'd be different. Mm-hmm. It's the same way of putting up numbers in whatever gig. But in this story, it talks about, and this is the crazy thing to me, half of workers aren't engaged on the job, putting in minimal effort to get by. 
That's what Gallup said. Mm-hmm. Nobody's checking in. But that's the again, boss is not walking by. Nobody's no that that could be. You're going into work. You're just not really engaged. Oh, at work. You're you're putting as much effort well, in then to you, get by. You need to go because they're disgruntled. Well, that's too bad. That's in the end, just kind of like, well, it's a job. This yeah. isn't, you know, a spa. The the counter argument I would say is if you're meeting the expectations, eh, I would say that times are about to get tough, though. So I agree. You might you might want to let the boss know that you are an essential worker. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. You want to be the linchpin. Yeah, if you've ever read that book, Man, that's really good. I'm serious. That is really good. How to be the linchpin at work. By the way, something we got to get to at some point in the show today. Uh, survey out there: the jobs that women consider sexy, ooh, and that men consider sexy. Although Johns Hopkins changed the word, it's not women anymore. It's non-men. Yeah, non-men. Yeah. The jobs non-men consider sexy. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm not saying that again. I give you a quick guess on what number one is. See if either one of you get it. Firefighter. <laughs> ding 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 ding. Yeah. It is, man. No doubt about it. All right, we got to get to a news update in just a few right here. Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, to get Trump supporters gathered in front of the federal courthouse in Miami, and Trump is on his way there mm-hmm. right now. What a spectacle. (laughs) They've got the helicopter in the sky. They're following him. Yeah. Yeah. Did you happen to see, you know, some of the supporters? There's like this one guy dressed as Abe Lincoln with the red, white, and blue, like the red striped pants, Mm -hmm. whole thing. People singing God Bless America. And then you have the anti Trump people there, too. There's a Trump impersonator. Um, (laughs) And I, I thought he was pretty decent. Now, I happen to see it. Okay, so maybe that made me think it was better than it was. Does he look like Don? A young Don. Okay. Uh, he had the hand gestures, uh. and he was comparing this indictment to the old one, and then I think he starts talking about sequels of movies. You look at the numbers, they're through the roof. Unbelievable. What's going on? It's such a disgrace. We call it indictment number two. We think it's going to surpass number one in terms of numbers. You look at sequel. A lot of times the sequel, not as good as the first, right? You look at Lion King 2. It's like, what the hell is that? We bring back Lion King 1. But So what do you think just by hearing it? No, how it's is not it? terrible. It's, it's okay. Good. Yeah. The video, I think, helps it. I think he goes on with that comparison of the sequels. Some sequels are better, like The Terminator. You look at John Wick, what Keanu Reeves is doing. It's through the roof. You look at a lot of The Godfather. And this is going to be a superior indictment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Uh, I thought that was pretty good. Okay, uh, a few minutes ago I mentioned the sexiest jobs, according to women and men. Yes. And David was right. Firefighter is the sexiest profession, according to women. Followed by builder. Mm-hmm. Like construction builder? Sure. Okay. Have guys who get things done. That's right. I'm Police okay. officer. Yeah. Doctor. Mechanic. Yeah. What about sexiest professions according to dudes? Got a guess? Nurse. That's second. Anything else? Hot for teacher. <laughs> Teacher's fourth. Flight attendant, number one. Oh, yeah. Secretary, number three. And then actor. There you go. Hmm. Made also in there. You know what made it in the first time I can remember in the top 10 for sexiest professions according to women? Hmm. 
Farmer at number nine. There you go, man. How about that? Pretty cool. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's Dave Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, news is breaking. What's going oh, yeah. on, David? You want the dazzling coverage of I do. Donald I do. Trump? They got the helicopters in the sky and all this stuff looking at Donald Trump arriving at the federal courthouse in Miami for his arraignment and arrest. Bum, bum, bum. Here, CNN had the d- 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 dazzling coverage <laughs> and the play-by-play. In this chaotic moment, okay. an historical moment, by the way. But at any point now, we should see him take a uh, drive by. We can hear the sirens uh, as they are approaching here and about to make this turn here uh, where law enforcement, as you can see behind me, Jake, has shut the street down. And we see uh, some really? of the law enforcement here now, Jake, driving in. You could see uh, this. And there is uh, one of the here is the motorcade now, Jake. Simone, uh, describe the, 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 the crowd <laughs> as, as, you can, uh, as, as you can discern uh, their mood and their actions. It, from our Jeez. view, thousands of miles away, uh, it looks like a relatively peaceful uh, crowd. Yeah, it is a relatively, it's been peaceful, Jake. You're right, absolutely right. It's a peaceful crowd. Well, we just saw uh, something going on some there. Let's Service put the camera. Agents. There it yeah. is. Okay, the police are pushing away somebody who is dressed. Uh, kind of like as a cartoon prisoner with a sign that says lock him up. But he got on the street, I think, was the issue there. And the police came and pushed him aside, yeah. although it didn't look like a... This is a big, big tubby guy wearing the black and white striped jumpsuit running on the... The anti-Trump guy. Yeah, the anti-Trump guy, yeah. Yeah. Here comes Al Roker on the Little Mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then what everybody's been waiting for, Snoopy. Yeah, right. God. Okay, David, you come from a news background. We don't need to go too deep into this. It's a quick question yeah. because it's just like a regular Jamoke watching mm-hmm. it, right? Okay, this isn't like the OJ chase where you don't know where they're going and what's going to happen. It's just a motorcade going to the courthouse. Yeah. So I, it's like you have to have the helicopter footage going on and then this breakdown, and it looks like he's turning right now, and it looks yeah. like the police have blocked off that street. Well, yeah. It's a yeah. former sitting president. Yeah, you know all of this. Is there a soul out there in America that said, you know, I was going to watch uh, maybe MSNBC's coverage of this, but CNN had the helicopter shot, and I need it <laughs> for me to be dazzled by the coverage. Yeah. Who I, thinks like that? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, To me, it's, it's one of those moments. This is, of course, a, a historic moment in that you have the Department of Justice uh under a president who uh, will probably be facing off against this guy um, in the next election, arresting his political opponent. So there is a historical nature to this. And I can I can get on board with the idea, I guess, of having cameras posted up outside of the courthouse and all that stuff. Sure. That's, that yeah, all of that stuff. It's the breathless play-by-play when right. you're not really learning anything. It's like, and then there are people here. And um, up, up, the turn signals going, making a left turn. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, Trump 
what they should have done is made a quick detour to like a, a quick trip or something to get get one of, like a hot dog oh, or something. That would have yes. been hilarious. Two and great look, Gatorades and a smoothie. <clears throat> and it looks like Donald Trump is getting a churro and a hot dog. Is that relish that I see? Uh, I, I'm trying to confirm this for you, Jake. Uh, I think that's relish, maybe some mustard as well. The last thing. president in history to order relish was Grover Alexander. <laughs> the other part about it being historic, I understand that, but it doesn't feel that way as far as just regular people's reaction to yeah. it. Like when Trump got COVID, everywhere you went, people are talking about that. Yeah. There's been a number of different things with Trump. Everyone was talking about it where you went to different places. With this, not so much. I think it's because like everybody... Another one? Okay. Yeah, I think everybody kind of knows what this is, that this yeah. is a politically motivated hit job and, you know... And today, nothing really is scheduled to happen, you know, okay? Right. Sort of broke the seal with Manhattan where he was booked and arraigned and all of that. So, yeah, I mean, this one, it's like, okay, here's another one. Yeah. Now, you had another piece of audio, too. Yeah. Well, uh, meanwhile, uh, what I think the country might actually care about if they knew about it was uh, the news breaking last night that apparently we have or somebody has 17 different audio recordings of conversations between a Ukrainian uh, energy company executive, the, the head of Burisma in mm-hmm. Ukraine, organizing a financial arrangement between the vice, then Vice President Joe Biden and his son, Hunter. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this guy has audio recordings of those deals, of, of the agreements that they made. Um, and has been holding on to that for some sort of leverage against the current president now. That's a pretty big deal. That's a pretty big allegation. Yes. And whether or not it's true, we'll have to wait to see what what actually comes out. Now, today, the deputy director of the FBI was testifying in front of the Senate, and uh, Ted Cruz, Republican Senator Ted Cruz, uh, put him on the hot seat, man. And here's part of the uh, back and forth. Did you investigate in any way, shape, or form these allegations? Senator, once again, I'm not going to comment. So you're not going to say whether you did your job? We do our job to the very best of our ability. Well, not here. You're not answering a single question to the American people. And you may think this is esoteric. I promise you, millions of Americans are concerned. You know who isn't concerned? Not a single Senate Democrat. We're going to go through this whole hearing. Not one Democrat will ask a question about this. You know who else isn't concerned? The corporate media who is joining with the Democrats in covering up this evidence. If Joe Biden is innocent, the evidence should be made public and demonstrate that he's innocent. But if he is not, is it true this informant who alleged that he personally took a bribe was an informant the FBI had relied upon previously in other investigations? Yes or no? In each and every uh, investigation that we have, all the work that we do, I the you expectation yes no is that every I logical ask, avenue, avenue investigation be pursued I asked you a yes or fullest. no question. Are you going to answer it? Yeah, I'm, I'm answering your question. Was the informant one you had relied on previously in other Gosh, investigations? Dang. Yes or no? <laughs> Senator, we run down every piece of information. Every You're not week. answering uh, it then. You're refusing yes, to answer. Yes, they trust so because they paid him $200,000. They're refusing to answer the question. And then, yeah, it just kind of goes on from there. Dude, it's infuriating. Yeah, you're, you're better off just saying, I can't get into that. Yes. You know, just sticking with that. As frustrating as that can be, you're better off just saying, no, well, sorry, I can't get into that. 
Yeah. And I mean, we know the answer. They didn't investigate it. They've been sitting on it for years. Mm-hmm. And then informant, they had paid upwards of $200,000 because they trusted him. And now, oh, I don't know if it's worth investigating. <laughs> Come on, man. It's total corruption. Dude. It is. It's frustrating. I don't know how some of those guys do it. I think that's why Ted gets, you know, a little excited there. I don't Animated. blame him. Yes. Very much so. Okay. Just ask, and then we'll move on, David. I want your opinion of Scott and myself. Put ourselves in the position of Ted Cruz, knowing what we know and knowing these guys are lying through their teeth. Yeah. Would we be as composed as Ted? No. Okay. No, because I think at a certain point, uh, Scott would just start screaming at him. And then, uh, Jamie, you would threaten to publicly cane him. Yeah. (laughs) Probably. Or bring well, I in would, Jocko Willing to kick his ass. I don't know. I, I would probably invite Jocko into the proceedings. Yeah. If he would do that, if he would crazy. Do you presence. think you deserve to have your ass kicked? Yes or no? <laughs> I want to read something to you. It's totally switching gears. I, I don't know how much we can make it through this. I started to read it. I made my way through. This was a piece in Newsweek. All right? This is about the LGBTQ plus community and that uh, Ron DeSantis, his anti-transgender extremism is a national crisis. This is an opinion piece from Nadine Smith, again in Newsweek. A national crisis, anti-transgender extremism? What does that, what does that mean? Well, as it says, just days before communities across the country prepared to celebrate pride. No. DeSantis signed a sweeping slate of hate into law, capping off the most anti-LGBTQ session in state history with new laws restricting health care for transgender young people and adults, students, uh, and students' rights to use the bathroom at school, drag shows, and more. After months of vitriol and callous attacks on transgender young people, many parents fear raising their children in a state governed by extremists. With hate and misinformation rising across the country, it's time we recognize that Florida is simply the front line in a national battle. Mm-hmm. Do these words mean anything to a normal person? No, because again, nobody is targeting trans kids. One, because trans kids don't actually exist. It's, it's Munchausen's by proxy. If your four-year-old is saying, uh, you know, actually I identify as a girl, your four-year-old has been brainwashed. Correct. People are attacking the monstrous doctors who are willing to chop off the breast and mangle the genitals of healthy 13-year-olds. Absolutely. That's who's being attacked, and they should be. But that extremism, David, (laughs) that defined Florida's legislative session, well, it's not just limited to Florida, according to Nadine, writing for Newsweek. It's a national tragedy. Politicians pushing attacks on transgender people have now spread their approach to other states and the nation's capital. DeSantis joining forces with special interest groups to exploit transgender children and increasingly adults as a scapegoat to serve their cynical ambitions. Mm. And I'm okay. We're three paragraphs in. There's no specifics yet. Have you noticed that? Mm hmm. Spread this dangerous lie that the biggest threat to the safety of American families is LGBTQ people. No, it's not. 
It's you're trying to indoctrinate kids. That's been the fight. And that's why this fight has gone the other way for them since it started when they really started targeting the kids. This is total insanity. You go through this entire piece and that Newsweek is giving a voice to it, honestly. It makes you wonder, okay, people read that. Do they look at this and say, this is absolute nonsense. This isn't what it's about. It's not hate just because it doesn't go along with the way you want it to go. And your belief system that's whacked that four minutes ago was dysphoria. Well, everything in that world is hate and unsafe. Yeah. Everything. By the way, Wall Street Journal had a whole piece, too, about the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Maybe we can get to that a little bit later because their point is with that whole situation, with Bud Light, with Target, the first offense was one thing. It's the mish sort of weak non-apology and the reaction to people being ticked off is what have what has people like long term saying, I'm not going to do business there ever again. And I certainly understand that. All right. There's news breaking today. So get an update. The dazzling coverage going on as far as Trump going to the courthouse in Miami. And the whole Biden family corruption scheme. More on that coming out all the time. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. You know, honestly, I think this is this does qualify as a, a news update here. Something that I just stumbled across. The day that it was announced that Trump was being indicted again, and of course he's in Miami today at the federal courthouse. He's formally been arrested now um, for the classified documents uh, issue. Uh on last Thursday, as this news was breaking, mm-hmm. Fox News in the eight o'clock hour, Tucker's old time slot, yeah, didn't break two million. Oh, buddy! While they went wall to wall with Trump indictment news, like everybody else did, pretty much. I mean, right? They couldn't get two million, and that's that's astounding to me. In the eight o'clock hour, the largest audience in cable news on Thursday night was Lawrence freaking O'Donnell on MSNBC. Yeah, the Fox brand is damaged because of the Tucker thing. I mean, there's just no doubt about it, and it's affected other people. I heard Megyn Kelly say the other day, and I can't recite what night it was, but that Joy Reid beat Jesse Waters. Holy Mm. smokes. In ratings? Yes. Not at horse or something. Okay. (laughs) No. Okay. Wow. Yeah, it's something, man. Yeah. People don't trust him anymore. Um, You had a clip of uh, Karine Jean-Pierre. Biden had nothing to do with this indictment of Donald Trump today. Yeah. Uh, Karine Jean-Pierre was asked today about the indictment of Donald Trump. And uh, this may live in infamy uh, as more information comes out about what's been going on within the halls of the Justice Department. Can you say categorically that President Biden was not involved or influenced at all any of the decisions into indicting the president? Not at all. He was not involved. This is, the president has been very, very clear. The Department of Justice is independent. He wants to restore the independence of uh, of the Department of Justice. Okay. Got it. Mm -hmm. They're independent. Independently working for us. Yeah. We know that from the Twitter files and other evidence. 
Okay. It, yeah, never mind the whistleblowers who have said the complete opposite. Yes. True. Okay, keeping an eye on that. Um, saw this story. I was just curious. Uh, say you're looking for a gig. You're in between jobs, whatever. Um, and Consumer Report says, hey, we want to hire you. Let's say, I don't want to put a number on it. The question is this. Would you put some some sort of bug spray on your arm and then stick it into a cage filled with hungry mosquitoes? I wouldn't. To test the I, effectiveness yeah. of the repellent? Was yeah. It like a TV commercial at one point in time where the guy did that? Yeah. Well, they still do it. Oh. That's how you figure it out if it works or not. It's a bad how, job. How long would I have to keep the arm in there? Well, I think you'd have to do it several times. Yeah. Um, eh, about five minutes. Golly, no way. Yeah, I'd do it. See, okay. How much, David? 200 mosquitoes in there. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I'd do it. Uh, are we talking like this is a full-time job that I'm doing this pretty much every day? Well, let's just say this is a one-time off. One-time thing. How much would it take? Five minutes, 200 oh. hungry mosquitoes. Oh, uh, I'll do it for 5000 I was going to say, would you do it for 100 bucks? Mm. No, I wouldn't do it for 100 bucks. 500 no. Mm -mm. Five minutes? 500 bucks? Mm -mm. No? Your arm is going to look like hamburger when you get it. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. All right. Biggest story of the day. I think I know it, David. Yeah, well, it's uh, Donald Trump arriving at the courthouse in Miami to be arrested. He's been arrested and going through the arraignment process. Um, and that's kind of where it is uh, sitting right now. Uh, it also, looks like it's fairly well attended. It, yeah, as far as protesters, yeah, supporters, got, whatever. Yeah, you got supporters and protesters out there. A lot of people with not enough to do, I guess, in the middle of the day. But okay, yeah, I guess. I mean, if it's in your area, mm -hmm. you're like, yeah, I'll go throw support for the president. This is a bunch of this is a bunch of crap. I'll go out there. I don't know if I have the full suit of the American flag with the red and white striped pants, but it's a pretty solid look. All right, we'll get to another news update and the Scott Robbins trifecta next right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Uh, figured it was somewhere in this ballpark because it's breathless coverage. Yeah. The former President Trump arrested on federal charges. Mm -hmm. Just keeping tabs, newsbusters. Um, Legacy Media, 291 minutes on the Trump indictment coverage. As far as the Biden-Burisma bribery coverage, zero minutes, zero seconds. Wow. Hmm. You know, if this, if this were an allegation against Donald Trump, we'd have everybody out there, Adam Schiff, Jerry Nadler, not to mention all the legacy media outlets talking about, it's a democracy if you can keep it. <laughs> I mean, again, well, I've got a guy that we've paid money to in the past because we trust him as an informant saying, yeah, I got tapes of Biden and Hunter Biden as far as this bribery charge, five million dollars each. You just don't pay attention to that. Well, no, that's a huge story. Well, no, I mean, it's not a mentally disturbed lady in California accusing him of uh, uh, some sort of attempted rape back when they were in high school. Oh, my gosh. Shout man. out to Brett Kavanaugh. No, it's... This is how you know again. This thing is rigged. And it goes deep. 
And then you ask yourself the question, what is it all about? Why? Why wouldn't a news organization cover this? Because it's controlled of what they cover and what they don't cover. They don't want half the country to know what's really going on. Oh, they don't want to hurt their teammates. Yes. Yeah. And it's to destroy the country. I know that sounds like a tinfoil hat crazy person. I know. Got any other better theories? Uh, no. I don't. No. I mean, other than maybe like sometime next year, they'll they'll come around and say, hey, you know that there's a bribery allegation against the president? <laughs> I mean, I would I would say usually it's about a year and a half. Maybe it'll be if 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 Biden runs, wins re-election, then like year one, you know, usually legacy media is about 18 months or so behind conservative media in catching on to these types of things. Yeah, it's it's very frustrating. I mean, you had that clip earlier of the Grassmaster Chuck Grassley saying what what he had for crying out loud. According to the 1023, the foreign national possesses 15 audio recordings of phone calls between him and Hunter Biden. According to the 1023, the foreign national possesses two audio recordings of phone calls between him and then Vice President Joe Biden. Well, yeah. These recordings were allegedly kept as a sort of insurance policy for the foreign national in case that he got into a tight spot. A tight spot, you say. Not worth covering, not that story. By the way, Chuck Grassley's like 10 years older than Biden, right? Yeah. Why is it you can understand everything he says? Well, see, it's he easy has, to understand. He hasn't struggled with a uh, lifelong stutter that everybody found out to found out about two years ago. So Biden, for I don't know, sixty years, had that licked. Yeah, but now it's come back. Yeah, to with, him with a That's vengeance. what we're to believe. Yeah. Okay, got it. Is there anything new on Trump being arrested today? Being uh, we all knew this was going to happen. Breathless just, coverage. Uh, just that he is. Uh, he has been arrested. Uh, he is going through the arraignment process. The booking process has been completed. Yeah. Do you feel like there's less attention on this one than the first one? Well, I think that's kind of the play, isn't it? It's to sort of desensitize you to the fact that uh, Democratic forces are arresting and charging a political opponent of the president. I think so. I think that's part of what it's about. I mean, if this were happening in, you know, in Venezuela, we'd be calling on the UN right now. Yes. I mean, think of this in the past of George W. Bush being arrested for something. <laughs> Obama. Clinton. Oh. Well, you could kind of see that. Yeah, well, oh, well, when when Donald Trump during that debate between him and Hillary all those years ago, oh yeah, said, "Oh, you'd be in jail." for the classified documents thing that right. she had on her private server. And Hillary Clinton and the rest of the media agreed, said, uh, well, that's horrifying. Horrifying yes. to think that you would arrest a political opponent. Yes. Of course we remember that. All right, more on that a little bit. Robin, you ready for your big yeah, three? Yeah, let's go, man. Okay, let's do it. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Right around this time every day, the Scott Robbins trifecta, his top three of the day, helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Hey, buddy. You okay? Yes. All right. I'm ready. 
three. Uh, headline writers at Time Magazine need to pick up a map and figure out <laughs> what is and isn't within the borders of Ukraine. Uh, uh, well, here's the headline, all right? I just want to read you the headline, and then you tell me what's wrong with this headline. How Ukraine's dam collapse could become the country's Chernobyl. Chernobyl's in Ukraine. Yes, it's yeah. in Ukraine. <laughs> you morons. Who wrote this headline? Who wrote this? Someone else at time approved the headline. That's two people who still don't know where Chernobyl is. What do they do after people discover this head? They put it out there to apologize. What do they do? I guess I should be grateful they heard of Chernobyl. I, I don't know what's going to happen here. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, it's your headline. This goes through a process, correct? Yes. I would think so. Yeah, that's a great headline. Nice job, Stan. <laughs> <laughs> now, on with the countdown. The Scott Robbins trifecta. Two. Uh, number two, the White House condemned that dude who flashed his fake boobs on the South Lawn. Yeah, I'm a little surprised at this, but the White House has condemned trans activist Rose Montoya for going topless at the President's Pride Month event Saturday, after the video, of course, hit social media. Montoya and others featured in the video, posted by the model, will not be invited to future events, the White House said. They're uninvited! Now, this is a biological dude that yeah. identifies a woman, got fake boobs, yeah, but I don't and then know. went topless at the thing. Yes. The behavior is inappropriate and disrespectful for any event at the White House. It's not reflective of the event that we hosted to celebrate LGBTQ plus families or the hundreds of guests who were there. Montoya, of course, is a TikTok influencer, biological male, originally posted the video from Saturday's event. It shows another unnamed transgender activist, a biological female, bearing their breasts, too, on the South Lawn. Well, this person's going to be very upset because it was all about freeing the nipple, right? Yeah, that's what, that, that's that's what, what he dude she said, said yeah. yes. Yeah. I fully support the movement in freeing the nipple because why yeah. is my chest now deemed inappropriate or illegal when I show it off? However, before coming out as trans, it was not. All you're doing is affirming that I am a woman. Okay. All you're doing is saying okay. that trans women are women. Is there something to do if you're a dude identifying as a woman, you have to take on that sort of accent? Because that's unique to that itself, isn't it? Weird, wispy sort of. It doesn't sound like a woman. No, it sounds like a man imitating a woman. Yes, it sounds like Dylan Mulvaney imitating a woman. Or a girl. Kind of like when Bill Barr does the voice of his wife on stage. Or Bill Burr, not Bill Barr. <laughs> That's say, It'd Bill be Barr. great, though. I'd love to see that. The Burr Barr tour would be awesome. <laughs> Just a couple of bills. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also... Interesting that this dude just reduces women to their breasts. Yes. That, you know, oh, you're you're now admitting that I'm a woman because I was showing my breasts. Well, no, it's just because it's actually gross. What I mean, what you're doing, and also if you got does it mean every dude around. with moobs is now a woman? Yeah. Well, I, I got I got told to get something more supportive last time I went to the pool. 
Hey, man, that's a different thing. You got hair on those. <laughs> <laughs> they're real and they're spectacular. Heck, yeah, and they are. Furry. Yes. Say it again. <laughs> real and spectacular? Yes. Okay. Now, on with the countdown. Scott Robbins trifecta, top three of the day up to number one. Number one, half of a women's fishing team walked out after a man was allowed to join. Yeah, oh. this is a British ladies fishing team. Three members of the Six Strong Squad stepped down after Becky Lee Bristwhistle Hodges, who was born male, was chosen for the Home Nation Shore Fishing Championship. They said, we're done. We quit. We're not doing this. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, and rightly so, it's fishing. What's the advantage? The sport of shore angling, which is what they do, requires competitors to battle against strong winds and currents. Hmm. Now, the team's captain, who was among those who quit, said, and I quote, she would rather have a rubbish woman on her team than that guy. <laughs> Last night, she was asked about her surname, which was not published. She said it was our decision to pull out of this year's home nations. It was difficult, especially as we should be defending our gold medal we won last year. She said male-born competitors had, a far more, had far more upper body strength. This is such an advantage with the ability to cast longer distances than any woman and also to bring in fish at a quicker pace. Okay. I wouldn't have known that had you not told me I, that. I thought fishing, really fishing, and then I realized here's what they're doing. They're competitors, yeah. Well, there's there's still a thing such, you know, a woman's space. You just want to be with other women. Are you saying trans women aren't women? Right, but, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And some people would say that's hate. Yeah. I don't know how you can have any common ground once you've established that. That's very difficult. All you can do is say, I don't hate anybody. I mean, you, you see this happening, and, like, you know, we saw it happening. What would you mention? Rugby yesterday? Oh, yeah. Rugby. Have you I seen the video just, of that? The, yeah, just plowing. Trans athlete. Yeah. It's crazy. Unbelievable. Swimming. We've had track and field. Yes. And now we've got fishing to add to it. So I'm sure that person is going to say, this is hate. I just wanted to be on the fishing team. And right. Yeah. All that. Right. And, of course. And there you have it. Wait yes. they get to bowling. Scott Robbins, trifecta. Yeah. I don't know if it's true or not. I heard one of their favorite fishing jokes, that person that was booted. <laughs> they say there are a lot of fish in the sea, but until you catch one, you're just holding your rod. <laughs> news update not and bad. Nimrod's in the news straight ahead right here. All right. <laughs> the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Oh, the White House Press Secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, was asked about the allegations that uh, the there is somebody in Ukraine who used to run Burisma, the gas company that Hunter Biden worked for, even though he had no experience in the field. Mm -hmm. The allegation is that this person has tapes, several tapes, discussing a payout to Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. Yes. And so the White House press secretary was asked about this. And here is her, oh, well, here's the part of the question and, and her response. Is the White House aware of any recordings in which the president might be on tape speaking to a Burisma executive? So the president spoke to this. I think he was shouted a question about this at the uh, Thursday uh, press conference. And I'm just going to quote him and say it's malarkey. Okay. Malarkey. It's malarkey, sure. huh? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Not buying that for a second. 
Um, one thing before we get to Nimrods, I mentioned this piece in the Wall Street Journal earlier talking about the L.A. Dodgers and the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, the anti-Catholic LGBTQ plus group does, you know, all of the gosh, I can't even describe parts of it. It's really offensive to really anyone, but certainly if you're Catholic. Or they pole dance on a cross and yes. stuff like that, yeah. With And they're men, it, and they've got beards, and they're dressed up as nuns, yeah. Yes. Well, they did a whole commercial. It's being run in L.A. Saying the Dodgers aren't about this. You had it on your trifecta Oh, the yeah, other day. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, not a good look. The point of the Wall Street Journal is, for Bud Light, Target, the Dodgers, it's uh, your response to the backlash only made things worse Mm -hmm. because it didn't seem like any of them just wanted to apologize to begin with. No. Because the alphabet mafia will come for you then and they know it. So that was really interesting to see. And they've all gone downhill since this has all happened. It says both companies have been backpedaling. Bud Light has been toppled from its perch. We know that's true. Target, which has now seen more than $15 billion lopped off its market value since mid-May. And we'll see what happens with the Dodgers. But there are a lot of Dodgers fans, Hispanic Dodgers fans around L.A. that are still very upset about this. People that are Catholic. So I don't understand why it could have been, hey, we're sorry to those people that this offended. They're not coming. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. But they wouldn't do that. No. Why is that, David? Uh, well, because Major League Baseball hates you. There you go. Especially if you're religious at all, they hate you. Just want to see if that would remain consistent because yeah. Robbins hadn't heard that in a few days. Well, no, I mean, and I'm getting it online now uh, from some of our listeners. You know, Scott, Major League Baseball hates you. Good. <laughs> I'm glad. Keep it up, people. I'm yeah, like keep caught, sending. Caught on. Uh, always. I mean, just every. If someone could just set a reminder every single day uh, for themselves to send. Scott Robbins, an update on Facebook, Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins page on, mm-hmm. on Facebook, that Major League Baseball hates him. You don't have to. You can just say that. You could. I would prefer it if you would add, it hates your God. It hates your worldview. It hates yes. you personally. Yeah. Are you tired of that message yet, Scott? Uh, I just I'm the one that has to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So I'm no, go ahead, David. That's oh, well. fine. That's fine. I, here's the thing. I mean, I'm Keep, already getting it practically every day anyway. Do it every day until Scott decides to stop wearing Major League Baseball hats to work every, every day. day. Yeah. I like that. That'd be good. You know what? Every time we bring up baseball, we should just cue the old Alex Jones. Well, it's worth it. It sounds like they hate you. They hate God. They hate children. And damn them now. Pretty much. (laughs) All right, we got to get the Nimrods. My favorite. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's the news. You know, there's a lot of pranksters on YouTube and social media. Well, a Japanese hotel is suing a prankster for $480,000. Why? Uh, he licked a bottle of soy sauce and plates of sushi on a conveyor belt. Like this little stunt for social media? Ha, look at this. Well, the restaurant says, hey, this has damaged our business. People don't want to come here. 
because of this loon licking everything. Yeah. So they're suing him for 480 grand. And that's Nimrods in the news.